0: Are you tired of not paying for your favorite product? Patreon.com
1: slash of Cast. What's a Patreon, you say?
0: It's a website where fans can support their favorite content creators. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a deal. Deal, deal. deal, deal. This is only if you got in the money. We got koozies, we got custom obituaries, we got stickers, we have movie commentaries that you download and watch with said movie. It's like you have friends in the room. What if
1: I don't like history? You're wrong. You, you love history. How much money can I give? Anything will help. We like doing the show. We're gonna do it anyway. Mike's losing us money at
0: every corner. Roast Mortem Cast is here to help you take a load off that wallet. It's all been arranged just
1: for us to get your money.
0: I'm telling you that you need to give money to Roast Mortem Podcast so we can do it even better. better, better. Are you tired of exploiting these four men?
1: Or you could even sponsor. You got a stupid-ass business? I'd love to talk about your business. Point, good point. I'm too busy to read. Where can I find this podcast? So
0: call today at patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. That's R-O-A-S-T-M-O-R-T-E-M-C-A-S-T
1: at patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. Yeah, if you want to buy me a beer, that's cool too, you know. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. It must be dead. Is this a dead man, duck?
0: Keep rolling, Mike. Welcome to Roast Mortem. I
1: heard you're looking for the candy man, bitch. I'm Tom. Oh, I'm Travis. I would love a candy, please. One of them.
0: I am your pre-diabetic Cody. How are you? I'm Mike, and I'm different. There you go. There you go.
1: Mike, do you have candy for me?
2: I would love one of those Reese's yeah, Pieces. Travis, I got a van. You want to get in the van? <laughs> wait. wait, wait I mean, I got candy in the van. You want to get in the
1: the van is made out of candy. Yeah, I gotta go for a ride. Somebody once told me that I shouldn't go in vans.
0: <laughs> He's from a long line of uh, candy vanners. It's yeah. a, it's, it's a It's a German name, Van
1: Candy. <laughs> no, point. one time my uncle was like, all right, we're all going on a vacation trip. Get in the van. I'm like, excuse me, I do not go in vans. They're strangers, and they become friends. Am I wrong? Very quickly. Am I right? Do you really know anyone? <laughs> That's my question. Could be your uncle, but do you really know it's your well, uncle? If your mom didn't tell you. Yeah, mm-hmm. could be a stranger. I'm in
2: but here I am, the real
0: dad. You know, <laughs> going oh. with dad. Dad's way cooler. He buys McDonald's.
1: Do you, re- do you really know your dad?
0: That's a question for the a ages. lot of people. Good friend of mine doesn't know his dad.
1: <laughs> All right, how's everyone's <laughs> week? Uh, uh,
0: dadful. Uh, I had a good week. What'd you do this
2: week, Mike? It's kind of boring, like you know. It wasn't that eventful. I feel like wow. So I guess everyone's about to yeah. shut off you know their I podcast app. I right hate, now. Uh, <laughs> Just good, I hate daylight start. savings. I will say that. Oh, when I okay. get out of work, it's like dark out, and I, I don't know why we we keep doing that. I'm not. We're not a farmers anymore. Have Amazon.
0: This is true. I like I like <laughs> where
1: Mike's head's at. We're not farmers. You know, I dude. Mean- Jeff Bezos rescued all the light. Now we don't even save it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Ship it with two days to you. All
0: right, so I guess we're now an old person podcast because we're talking about (laughs) candies and vans, and then uh, complaining about daylight savings. What's What's wrong (sighs) next? Nothing changes anymore. Those
2: goddamn boomers. (laughs) You (laughs) know it's
0: expensive stamps. Yeah, unfortunately, you're right. The stamp price just keeps going up. They have to. They really have to take care of their own. They have to make sure those pensions can get paid off. You're oh, yeah, supposed
1: to invest in forever stamps. Buy them now. They'll last forever. So
0: the, <laughs> yeah, you need them this minute, even though they'll last forever. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so what's up? Nothing. Chilling. Good. Yeah. I mean, I don't even want to talk about okay. my week.
1: Yeah. Fuck that part. Uh, uh, How was yeah. your week, Travis? Oh, thanks for asking, dog. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, my week, I bought a coffee table. Yeah, what's it made of? It's made out of silver, <laughs> pure silver. How big? Fake silver.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Keep
1: going. What are you doing? What are you gonna do with it? It's culturally appropriated from the Ottomans. Whoa. It's very Ottoman looking. Sick. From oh. the Ottoman Empire. No, from like Ottomans. The chair. Like oh. it's supposed to be an ottoman, but it's my coffee table. Welcome to the worst episode <laughs> of Roast <Mortem. laughs>
0: We have, we have, we have a lot of time to uh, write this one. We don't have to pull the parachute. Just yet. All right, I know you guys don't care, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I saw the movie Parasite. What's it that? It's a Korean movie. Yeah, it is the Korean one. Okay. That movie kicks raw ass. Yeah, it was good. Look too spookums to me. It's not spooky. It's not for spooks. Oh, okay. Is it gross, though? It's pretty gross at it some sounds
2: point. sounds gross. Parasite just sounds gross. Yeah. But I mean, I mean that's interesting. You know, scary because I'm like
0: scared. Yeah, and shit like yeah. That.
2: So it'd probably be I freak, saw- freaking me out.
0: What you're thinking right now? Nothing to do with the movie. I'm not going to give away much. I would suggest going into it blind, but holy hell, that's how movies should be done. Every other movie that came out this year, gone. Throw it out.
1: No, there was one movie that came out that I saw this week, Midsummer. Oh, okay. And that was also built as a scary movie, but I thought it was great and romantic. Uh, it was a comedy. I don't know if he's fucking with us. No, it wasn't a comedy. It. it was just like, this is how everyone's life should be. Midsummer was fucking hysterical. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest movie. You I saw it. I spelled wrong. Yeah. Of course I saw it. I, I loved it. it I thought it was fucking hysterical. It was pretty much uh, just a rip of uh, The Wicker Man, though. Hmm. Uh, uh, maybe. I don't know. Well, no one here. Spoilers. No one who listens to this podcast
0: wants to hear our, our fucking smooth brain takes on movies. I had the smoothest.
1: You, yeah. <laughs> Dude, oh, like, you've totally, man. like, put that server grease on the sp- brain naked. Oh, like, the, the sex gnarly. wax? Yeah, gnarly sex wax on your brain, bruh. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Waxed I could just brain? see Mike just
2: sex waxing his brain. <laughs> well, that's how my thoughts come in pretty nice <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't get that
0: they real Mike? smooth my thoughts okay that's what i thought i
1: heard you said dude that's this is so nice dog all right maybe all right. this episode oh. is gonna be really good
0: i can just right. see like a chicken's ass just shitting out like mike's brain and it's just as smooth as an egg
2: <laughs> smooth yeah. Do you like smooth shits or hard shits? Let me ask you, know, ask you that. Like, <laughs> how much did you smoke before this? So episode? It's a lot of CBD. I've been smoking. <laughs> uh, okay,
1: yeah, but yeah, yeah. Gas you're gonna fall asleep. Is
2: legal. You
0: yeah. uh, know, because gas stations only sell legal stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, those, those fucking uh, Goku boner pills they got. Rhino sixty nine. <laughs> oh, those are great with Einstein on the cover. Yeah, Albert Einstein with Goku's hair. It's yeah. sick. <laughs> Wait, which hair? Reg- regs or like SS? Like the chi- the Chinese ones? You ever seen those shits? Yeah. Look, I, I don't I don't know what the difference is between Goku's hair. I just know it looks like iced cream cones dipped in tar. <laughs> My
2: sister used to call them <laughs> banana hair. When they used yeah, to it looks like a bunch sleep. of bananas.
1: Yeah, it yeah. looks
0: like six
2: foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. But they're also they're gorillas, too. It kind of makes sense. Banana hair.
0: Oh, Saiyans?
2: Yeah, they they're apes. All right, this yeah. is ridiculous. This is the worst episode. I hate keep this it episode. going. Dragon Ball Z conspiracy, right there. Tom,
1: tell me which tell me which Dragon Ball Z character you're roasting tonight? Is it Krillin? <laughs> Fuck Krillin. No one likes Krillin.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what any of these characters are, but um, my favorite one is Aretha Franklin. I hope there's no. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Oh that yeah. Was- so there
1: was right there was a, the Frieza saga, there was yeah. the Cell saga, and then the Aretha Franklin saga. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Android 420. Yeah, you clicked on the episode, you know exactly what you're in for. We're talking about Aretha Franklin tonight. Yay, cool. I know nothing about her. I have a couple personal disclaimers that I've written into my script. They will show their ugly heads these truths that I found. (laughs) All right, Alex Jones.
1: It comes from a deep spiritual meaning of having to do research on Aretha Franklin,
0: who is considered to be the Queen of Soul. And the Ooh. most celebrated recorded
1: female artist of all time. If you think about really, it, now. all time. All right. I'm just going to put it out there. Like I did a lot of weird things when I was a child. I still do a lot of weird things. Uh, one of those weird things was I used to sing uh, Camp Marijuana. We hold uh-huh. you in our hearts. Yep. Right? Same. I didn't even know marijuana was when I was a kid. Okay. Is uh, that an Franklin song? <laughs>
2: yeah. <Mike. laughs>
1: yeah, dude. It is? Another thing is... Uh like I used no. to say garnade instead of grenade. But like people are like, How do uh-huh. you know what a grenade is when you're three? <laughs> but the First last three year old. The last thing is my mom or something would be playing Aretha Franklin and I would just say, Aretha Franklin <laughs>
0: There we go. The joke has been made. We're not doing it anymore. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, Whoa! Out the it's Her burnt name out already. Like a penis part.
0: Or a vagina I, part. I like how Travis uh, really made himself laugh a lot right there. <laughs> yeah, it's like when he agrees with himself.
1: I but love th- agreeing with myself, dude. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, dude. Um,
0: Do you remember
1: when you're like, whenever you're writing like a diary and you're like, "Wow, this shit is gonna be like the smartest thing <laughs> <I've> ever
0: written." <laughs> wow, I'm really gonna love this later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally delicious. worth going back to. Let's visit that time of my life. All it's right. already on the Bo- Oprah Book Club. Aretha's got 21 Grammys and a butt-ton of honorary doctorates, amongst many other awards oh, cool. and accolades. It's a lot of uh, handshaking good she's job. had to do. Um, yeah, Can't take that away from her. She's a wonderful she's singer dead. and a powerful role model for anyone who thinks famous people are good role models. Um, <laughs> huh, but like huh. so many of our other national treasures, she also had some nasty habits, so we're going to talk about that.
1: Nice. Hell yeah.
0: All right, let's fire this bitch up. So, Aretha was born in Memphis, March 25th, 1942. She was okay. the fourth out of five kids. Uh, her father was an emotional, theatrical, bad-tempered Baptist minister named Clarence Levon Franklin. He was also known as the man with a million-dollar voice. Oh, cool. He was one of those preachers that recorded sermons for radio broadcasts and made shit tons of money. During the like, 50s.
1: Jesus is going to be it. I'm going to be Jesus. But look at it. Watch out. Jesus is going to eat a sandwich. Oh, yeah. Jesus is eating a sandwich. Hell, yeah. Yeah. I missed that. Oh, now I now missed I
0: that uh, verse of the Bible. No,
1: that was when Jesus ate a sandwich.
0: You can imagine the gospel choirs behind Travis's voice singing that <laughs> about sandwiches.
1: Praise <laughs> the Lord. God's be. Yeah, he was yeah, one of those guys. Um, let me get a monster with salami on it.
0: <laughs> so during the fifties, he would charge up to four k per sermon. That's approximately Ooh. forty thousand dollars in today's money. That's Ooh, too much. Damn. He was one of those dudes who dressed like a pimp when delivering God's word. Nice, as you should. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, wasn't Jesus a pimp? What's that? Wasn't Jesus a pimp? Um, I mean, people call him a pimp. Uh, the Jews called him a pimp. Yeah, he yeah. was more of a John because well, he hung out with whores. So he's,
2: he's yeah, just he hung out with mm-hmm. Jesus.
0: Cotton I Jesus? No, he's acting like
2: Jesus, just like love that pin. song. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Je- Jesus is also a good song.
1: Jesus can be pimps, too. Go on, brush your Jesus off. He's dirty. He's been rolling around in the mud. Go on, brush your Jesus off. Wow. So, um... Look. Please.
0: Clarence is a hot piece of garbage. In all forms. In 1940, two years after Aretha... Before Aretha was born, Clarence had an affair with a 13-year-old girl in his congregation.
1: Oh. Very godly. Yes. Yeah.
0: He impregnated this child, oh, and no. that child oh. had a child.
1: Oh. <laughs> so that
0: was Jesus Jr.? He did take care of the bastard child, but didn't continue his relationship with a 13-year-old girl. I wonder why. Uh,
1: well, you know, when the spirit's inside of you, you just gotta spread it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Holy Spirit needs manifestation. Her mother, Barbara Siggers Vernice Franklin, was a well-known gospel, gospel singer but not much information is available about her. In 1948, Barbara left Clarence with very little notice and moved away with her eldest son, Vaughn, who wasn't Clarence's biological son. The entire Franklin family has refused to talk about this incident, but it can most likely be chalked up to Clarence drinking too much, seeing other women, and having sex with kids.
1: <laughs> oh, Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, you know, that's very Christian moral values. Give this guy a frock. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, we're talking about Presbyterians here, right? But like a lot lot of beef goes out to the Catholics for doing that. Uh, But guess what? If you're a Catholic, then you cut a hole in your head and you have a little place where you can keep soup.
0: I have no idea. They
1: have that haircut that's all meant for keeping soup on top. Oh, like the friars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, How how would that stay on top? You got... It's still Use round a lot of wax. Use a lot of sex wax on your hair. <laughs> it's not. You're con- not making
0: a good argument for soup retention right now. <laughs> this is horrible. This is the worst fucking bit you've ever done. I don't dude, even understand no, it. No, I get what no. you're saying, Trevor. Yeah, right.
1: Like the what are the process do? Because
0: he's high
2: as a kite. You Put the French <laughs> onion soup on your head. It drips down as a base. The, the hair soaks it up. Yeah, dude. And it soaks into your smooth brain.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh-huh. Mike, you so is sit. a smooth
2: brain, you understand. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dude, I, my brain is so smooth, you could luge down all those little wrinkles. Like a little luge <laughs> team. That's Whenever I have a thought, there's a luge team.
0: And they're
1: like, woo! <laughs> we need to get this to the mouth. <laughs> Sir, it's basically
0: nonsense. I said mush. <laughs> you know, It I, gets there, though. As much as I can't get on board with this joke, I'm really proud of us as a group that we didn't, Immediately go for the pedophile jokes and went right into soup jokes,
3: (laughs) (laughs) which is not
0: at all in the script. But uh, (laughs) hey, we're a fun podcast, I suppose. So anyway, um, Aretha and the other siblings stayed in contact with their mother and spent the next few summers in Buffalo, New York, where Barbara had moved. Unfortunately, when Aretha was 10, Barbara had a massive heart attack and died. Oh, she was only
1: 34. Jeez. ow. What the fuck are you doing? So wait, I got three more years?
0: Yeah, like we're all, except Mike, are almost 34. Yeah, dude. What'd
1: she do wrong? I don't know. (laughs) Mike, stop Um, smiling so much, Mike. I'm just happy to be alive. (laughs) That means that you have, what, like 10 more years?
0: Yeah, you're just going to live 10 more years without us at the the end of your life. You're going to be lonely. Yeah. I'm going to be dead with Travis and Tom. You guys yeah. be in
2: jars like
0: like the Futurama. Oh, our heads in jars? Yeah. No, nah, cool dude. One, if don't do that to me, just kill me. You guys.
1: Yeah. No. Honestly, fuck the twenty seven club. It's all about the thirty four club, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's cool. I like that.
1: Clarence moved the family
0: to Detroit as post World War two times. It was a liberal haven for economic growth. They had all the cars there and shit. Clarence was able to take his. Um, Sunday forgiveness praise to the next level in his giant 4,500-seat Baptist church.
1: <laughs> Ooh. He okay. was basically
0: um, a black Joel Olstein in snakeskin boots. Wait, he- Joel Ulstein isn't black? No, he's white.
1: He's like the whitest, skinniest man you know. You not dude?
0: No. <laughs> I, I've seen his uh, bleached radiance. Thank you. I was trying to make a joke. Uh, oh, okay. Joel Olstein. If you don't know what he looks like, he kind of looks like Haley Joel Osmond has been squeezed out of a toothpaste. That's tube. why I confuse them so often. <laughs> yeah, isn't the this
2: na- dude fucking kids though? Isn't Clarence fucking kids? How is he not in jail?
0: Oh well, you know he's also a civil rights hero, so you can't you can't just oh, put any. Like, yeah, know. exactly. He 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 gets yeah, extra
2: credit. He just cancels it, like you know, cancels it out. You know, he's doing a positive thing on one side. Right? He's
1: no, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. That's Ask not Bill how it Cosby. works.
0: <laughs> he had a giant neon crucifix installed over awesome. his
1: altar, and his masses were fucking packed. Dude, that's pretty I sick. That I want an upside down crucifix neon over my bed. Yeah, it sounds dope. Yeah, it's a good way to fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> David Ritz, the author of
0: respect the life of aretha franklin which is one of my sources uh said that mr franklin's church services were a front for a sex circus Uh, what yeah 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 Yeah, they were all about fucking orgies and shit like a different type of manger if you would
1: Uh, away in the manger my dick is real hard and mary shows up and makes me blow it out on her face is that good
0: It didn't rhyme. Yeah. I
1: don't know what standards.
0: (laughs) You were relatively in tune. Got that going for you.
1: Dude, I love Christmas. It's all about white stuff falling.
0: So Ritz goes on to say, it was the point where Saturday night merged into Sunday morning and sin met salvation at the crossroads of African-American musical culture. High on the Holy Ghost, dancing in the aisles of New Bethel, the saints would celebrate the love of Christ. High on wine and weed, the party people celebrated the love of
1: flesh. Yes. Shit, it sounds like a black Rasputin. Kind hey, of. That's um, not
0: too bad. Yeah, Ryan. Ray Charles also attended this church, and um, I don't know. I don't know if we could trust this guy because he couldn't even see, but he was <laughs> shocked. He could feel. He was shocked at all the. He walks into the room. and was like, "Oh my god, that smells like <laughs> orgy happening eighteen feet away."
1: What hit me in the I face? I thought I was
0: at church. According to Ray Charles. When it came to pure sex, they were wilder than me. And that's saying something. In those (laughs) days, I had a thing for orgies. But I had to be the only cat in the room with two or three chicks. The gospel people didn't think that way. The cats liked it with the cats, and the chicks liked it with the chicks. And no one mind mixing it up this way or that way.
1: Whoa!
0: Okay, hold on. Unpack everything. Yeah. All right. So what's going on here is that this church was fucking wild. They were throwing dicks and pussies every which way and there's
1: children right. around these are wait no there is no animal. children around right what? there's no children in the pews while they're having an orgy are they i mean i don't, probably not i mean there was probably
0: like some kind of disco ball spinning room in the back where they all yeah daycare or something <laughs>
1: like, like you pull the bookshelf with the bible on it and everyone goes around Scooby Doo to like yeah they're having
0: <laughs> they were having parachute day out in the yard remember
1: that <laughs> yeah good uh, times Inside the mushroom cloud. Woo! The colors.
0: And meanwhile, the parents are in the chapel just fucking raw-dogging, wife-swapping. Well, whatever floats your cool boat. You know, just just keep it out of the kids' mouths, I guess. Um, <laughs> the Franklin household was what you would call a privileged one, if you couldn't guess. Go on. Aretha was made to take piano lessons that she wasn't really into. Big shocker. She was a kid. As she grew up, she began teaching herself piano and singing her gospel choir songs. She began to stand out in school and church choirs. From a pretty young age, she even got paid to work as a soloist in the church choir and saved her money to buy some dank-ass roller skates. Oh, my God. What kind? Expensive ones for the time. Nice.
1: It's roller disco time. We're gonna have a good time. Roller disco and uh, hey, guess what? Welcome to Sonic. Would you like a burger? I hate my life. Roller disco time. <laughs> welcome to welcome work. to Sonic. We're gonna have a good old time.
0: The roller
2: derbies, man. I actually met a girl today at a skate park that was uh, on roller skates and she told me she got into skates from actually working at Sonic. Oh really? <laughs> she like fell in love with them. She thought it was like the coolest thing. Does she does she do like roller derby shit? Yeah. Really? Dude That's Roller cool. Derby's awesome. There's like handstands on the half pipe and shit like that. It's pretty nuts.
1: Yeah, it's
0: kind of neat, but I mean, you do look like a child when you do that. <laughs> yeah, but the feeling is good. Yeah. It's got to be nice. I'm not really knocking it. I just think it looks a little weird. I prefer to see couple skate, you know? Well, routine. Like, when it, when someone has roller skates in a fucking skate park, I'm like, yeah, too cool for my blood.
1: <laughs> Dude, I'm all about inline, bro. Have you ever heard of inline? <laughs> I'm with the humans. No. Yeah. Dude, sick. By the age of 14... Her talents
0: were well-known in her father's church, and Clarence thought she was ready to take the jump to touring member of his traveling revival ministry. He had, by this point, had his sermons on vinyl and was distributing them on chess records and had Sunday air on all major religious radio stations in the U.S. In wow. fact, in 2011, his sermon, The Eagle Striketh Her Nest, was added to the National Recording Registry of the Library of Congress.
1: Shit. Also, right. that title sounds very sexual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Long title. laughs> wait, wait.
0: So you're telling me there's a fucking market for people that just want to listen to a sermon that had already happened? Oh yeah. Yeah, there is. So like, there are people that are like, I'm in the mood for sermon, and they like go down to like the music shop, buy one on vinyl, and just play it for no one except themselves. Yeah, I mean he was a he was a powerful speaker. You know, if he did a whole sermon about how he'd like to enter my anus, <coughs> um, I might fall for it because he could sell anything. <laughs> this guy was good. All right, I'm I'm intrigued. You know how people go to the gym and then they just put on like a Spotify playlist that's like, "Oh, good for treadmills." Uh, this was this was the spiritual version of going to the gym for people. <coughs> So they put this on their vinyl. They'd sit there, you know. Sometimes the family would be there. They light up a couple
1: cigarettes, and they go, "I got this. I got this. The Lord wants me to get it, and wow. i have to get it." And then the then the husband would take a bite of his sandwich and turn to his wife and say, "Martha, is this fucking miracle whip?" <laughs> 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 what haven't oh, told my. you? Clarence is
0: like, "Yo, Aretha, you sing well. You're my daughter." What do you think about going on tour? And you're like, uh, yeah, why not? It's fucking tour. It's sick. It's just a traveling church. What could go wrong? Uh-huh. Her father's tours made the Tony Hawk Boom Boom Huck Jam look like church. Whoa. <laughs> Mike,
1: can- Mike, can you translate? What's a Boom Boom Huck Jam?
0: <laughs> uh, it's something you got to
2: experience for yourself. I can't oh, no you're nice. no help. Yeah. You need to it's only for it. the enlightened,
0: Travis. Yeah.
2: God damn the it! Smooth-brained I'm enlightened. Sorry, your brain not that's too not wrinkly. As smooth,
1: Anthony. Know. Anthony Hawk, if you're listening, please tell me what the Boom Boom Huck Jam is.
0: So, just like at home, there was all-night drinking, drugs, loose women, fights—kind of akin to a kiss appearance at Sturgis. Um, and while Clarence flew from place to place, Aretha and the rest of the choir had to take long-haul bus rides to get to Arena.
1: Oh no. Ooh
0: classic. That's what God wanted. It's not showing favorites, I guess. I get it. (laughs) Just tough it out, man.
1: Jesus wanted you to take the bus.
0: So, this is kind of where Aretha gets her taste of some pretty racist bullshit because they had to tour a lot in the south. A lot of those stops Um, were, you know, way down there in the shitty areas, and it was hard for them to find places to sleep and eat, so they usually just slept on the bus and would send the one white guy in to go get potatoes or something. Yeah. Um... She also spent time traveling with another touring gospel act called the Soul Stirrers, which
1: her which gave her some much desired attention. I'm just saying, I don't believe in souls, but if I did, I don't want my soul stirred at all. It should just be left alone. It's mine. Don't stir it. You wouldn't want it shaken, though. You want to? You don't want to feel it in your bones, dude. You don't dude, want. To I feel don't want it. God's love. I don't want anyone putting a wooden spoon, which they probably haven't washed under boiling water, so it carries bacteria, into okay. my soul and stirred, you sir. Try, try it once.
0: Travis, you're, you're, you're stirring your soul every time you sound with those aluminum rods. I see.
1: There's no aluminum rods. I'm not souling myself. You're
0: sounding, and then it's like a swizzle stick for your soul.
1: Cody, why are you making up these blatant non-Christian lies about me? <laughs> I thought you said you didn't have a soul. What? Uh, dude, <laughs> explain dude to you, my yeah. brain is so smooth right now. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. What's happening? Are my friends real?
0: Yes, but we still question you. <laughs> it's, it, it's for your own good. Dude. Yeah, we question you. No soul, no sounding, man. No soul sound. I get it. All right. So let's back up a little bit and talk about Aretha's love life, because that started Kay. very young. Uh-oh. When she was 12, she banged a 14-year-old boy named Donald Burke. She got pregnante uh. and had her first child, Clarence. With, uh, you know, you got to name your, your, um, your first child, which you have at 12, um, after your father. He's not going to be mad. Yeah. Uh, oh. That's pretty
2: fucking young. That is
1: really young. I'm surprised yeah, right. you can actually push one out when you're 12. So she gets pregnant and has uh-huh. this kid. She drops out of
0: school during the pregnancy, and then she has a mm-hmm. second son when she was sixteen with a boy named Edward Jones. Uh, <sighs> they called that kid Ed. Aretha seemed to take responsibility for these kids to the uh, right. as, as best as any teen mom could. Um, now there are rumors su- circulating that Clarence, her preacher father, civil rights act, ac- uh, civil rights activist, and pedophile was the one who got Aretha Pregnante, Ooh. which is easy to believe because he got another fucking 13-year-old pregnant. Right. Mm. And he's a sick man, even though he's in the Library of Congress and he is worshipped by Civil Rights Movement because he gave Dr. Martin Luther King a handjob. <laughs> uh, oh, man, I really got to get in there and do that. This is a rumor, though. Uh, I don't know. The I mean, he the- sounds like a sick dude. He he's definitely a sick dude, but I don't think he. I don't think that actually happened. But I did see that come up online a few times. Apparently, there was no real sexual abuse. It was just starting off early,
1: trashy. I mean, that's not yeah. really very okay. Christian, though, is it? Right? You know, the no. get knocked up at twelve.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I mean, like I don't know. That's maybe it's, su-
1: maybe, maybe it's super Christian. Yeah, you know, that's what I used maybe. to do. Yeah.
0: Maybe it's OG Christian, but
1: not. They didn't
2: live that long back then.
0: We're going to die at 27. Yeah. Quick. There's still there's the
1: no Old Testament in that church. Do you think that Christian pedophiles use the whole, like, Eve used a rib to become a human? Here's my <laughs> rib. It's coming out of my zipper. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know
0: if they're smart enough to do that. Oh, okay. You just out-Epsteined everybody. Yeah, I'm just imagining Travis's dick at like a 90 degree curve just <laughs> swooping out.
2: It's, oh
1: god. It's a rib. It's on an angle. It smells like barbecue sauce. You know what they keep underneath the Vatican? A bunch of ribs. Spare oh, ribs.
2: It's a smokehouse. Yeah,
1: they're all, they're
0: actually house. just roasting. <laughs> From the 11th century. They're just slow roasting. (laughs) Yeah, the the Vatican is the reason why McRibs come and go. (laughs) Yeah, dude! Oh my goodness. So, like I said, um, that whole thing was probably a rumor about Clarence. Uh, he did shady shit, but I don't think he fathered his daughter's kid. What a sentence Um, that was. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, oddly enough, this didn't affect Aretha's career one bit. You see, she had a, uh, she had a grandmother who was still in the picture. Big Dude. Mama, they called her. So she took care of the kids.
1: What was it? Big sometimes, Mama? Yeah, Big Mama. Sometimes
0: cool. grandparents just save the day and your life. That yeah, happens
1: sometimes. with a lot of meth heads.
0: That's very true. <laughs> she wasn't one of those touched, smooth-brained tea moms from, tea, from MTV. Yeah. She had the guts. She wanted to do something with her life, so she made I it respect. work. Yeah, I definitely respect her. Um, Barry Gordy and Billy Davis producers and songwriters behind the Detroit sensation Jackie Wilson aka Mr. Excitement were looking for a new female talent to ghostwrite for they found Ooh. out about Aretha through some of her solo gospel vinyls that were put out on Chess Records which was the record company that was putting out her father's gospels they had done some live recordings in a church and you can hear the church music with your family lovely yeah, Tom, that I was mean, a lot of soul you had there. I don't. Actually, w- within doing the research for this, I discovered how little soul I have. Um,
1: <laughs> Name I, a pill for
0: that. I, I, I respect Aretha Franklin. I do. I respect soul singers. I respect R&B singers. I respect jazz singers. But when doing the research, I try to listen to some of the music, and I'm like... <sighs> what's her famous song there's no there's no blast there's no blast beats there's nothing yeah. there's <laughs> nothing that really grabs my attention there's nothing that makes me sad there's nothing that's uh depressive suicidal black metal about this you know <laughs> <laughs> uh gotcha. yeah i got gotcha. you uh, mike you ask what her fi- her most famous song is yeah she's the one that sings respect right yes you that's her before yeah killer song
1: yeah. yeah great song it's good i like I it before yeah Um, I I love when she goes to the YMCA and she says, you're going to be a man today at the YMCA. That was five men. Shut up, Tom. It's definitely (laughs) Erethra Franklin. YMCA. Mike, you're the sailor.
0: (laughs) You're the seaman. All right. Anyways, so she gets her publicity on these low-budget vinyls, and that did pretty well for her at the time. Um, It didn't take long to get the wheels in motion to have Aretha signed up with Gordian Davis. The only snag was that Clarence thought she was too young for that style of R&B music. Hmm. I guess having sex with 13-year-olds is okay, but letting a
1: 14-year-old sing R&B was way out of line. Mm. That's out of the question. Yeah. Um, It It looks like he might have had a little bit of an R. Kelly complex going on. Oh, yeah. Very, very dominant. Yeah. Um, a side
0: note. My primary source for all this information was the biography The Queen of Soul by Mark Bago. I listened to it on book on tape, you know, because, like, I don't read that fast. No. So I do the book on tape thing. It's a good way for us to get information to you. So anyway, the narrator is this dude named Mel Foster, and he's fucking hysterical. He's a white dude. Um, one of those white guys with really, really white hair, but very dark eyebrows, kind of like Martin Scorsese. Oh, yeah. And when he was reading quotes that were put into this book by Aretha or another black woman, he would put on like what was essentially black voice. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh
1: no. Can it's you play a funny. clip?
0: Yeah. Um, oh, man. Oh, I'd love to hear
1: this. <laughs> I love gospel music, Aretha proclaimed in our interview. Gospel music means everything to me. It certainly was part of my beginnings, the church being my background. Dude, no! Don't do that!
0: Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. That clip wasn't even that bad. They get way bad. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, stop that, Mama Jama. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, Aretha spent her time at home taking care of her babies and singing. She was heavily inspired by jazz singer Dinah Washington. And Dinah was a Clarence follower, so Aretha was able to meet her hero.
3: <gasps> oh.
0: Clarence would host parties for all the jazz and R&B artists who would attend. Now that Aretha was a little older, around 16, she made it clear to her father that she wanted to sing jazz. Uh-huh. Clarence was now okay with the idea, but Clarence's parishioners saw this as blasphemy. But the orgies, not so much. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, jazz and blues is Satan music, of course. Yeah. Uh. Um, so Clarence okayed Aretha's new career path and allowed her family friend and famous bassist, Major Mule Holly, to take Aretha to New York City to cut
1: some demos. Let me nice. cut them demos. Cut them demos like Probelow.
0: His name is also Mule. <laughs>
1: That's cool, man. See, I,
0: is it spelt like the
1: animal? Yes. Dude, could I be like Travis camel uh, Lee?
0: Crush. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Travis Camel crush. Travis Camel <laughs> crush. Sometimes I'm enthrated. Sometimes I'm regular. Other always filtered. T- other times. Yeah, I'm always filtered. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so shortly after she got to New York City, she got her first residency gig in a jazz lounge on East 28th Street. John Hammond of Columbia Records got his hands on the Mule Holly and Aretha demo and was all about it. Did he invent the
1: Hammond organ?
0: No, but he's, he's a very famous producer. Okay. So he went over to a small recording studio to meet Aretha and told her she was the future of blues music. John Hammond knew what he was doing. He was the guy who put Billie Holiday, George Benson, Bessie Smith, Benny Goodman, Bob Dylan, and Count Basie on the map.
1: So this guy's been around.
0: He knows. Yeah, this, this dude is stacked. He's like, I know what art is, and I I see good art. Where you coming from? I'm assuming John Hammond talked like that. Hello, Aretha Franklin. I'm a white man from New York, and I'm going to put you on the map. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So we had a contract written up with, real quick, and Aretha signed to Columbia for six albums. Woo! Woo! Now, this was a a decent start to Aretha's career, but the albums she produced there were not top sellers.
1: What year did she sign? Where are we at now?
0: Ooh, this is 1960.
1: Okay. I thought she was more popular in the 70s.
0: That would make sense. I would think that, too. I just said that the six albums that she agreed to do in 1960 didn't go over that well.
1: Oh, okay. So, yeah, I know. Okay, are I, you
0: expecting us to pay attention? Dude,
1: I'm just trying to figure out what century, what decade we're in. Uh, this oh, we're is here. A, it's century, decade. This decade is we're in? the 1700s, the and and <laughs> Franklin has Come just a pro- approved Benjamin Franklin's facility for the blind.
0: Is that right? You've
1: been yeah, drinking
2: yeah. too much protein, Travis.
1: Dude, there's no protein here. It's all fucking lady teen.
0: Next time I see Travis, I know he's going to be fucking shredded. He's going to be guzzling fresh, hot protein right off the line.
1: Dude, I'm all about sliz-teen, line. man. Sliz-teen. You get ah. it? It's like.
0: Uh, You've changed.
1: Dude, it's a like White Claw, <laughs> but it tastes like fish.
0: Well, you, you see, I, I, I know this is um due to yeah. automation, robot automation. We've really lost a lot of the protein opportunities we have because you used to be able to <laughs> yeah. have. Used to be able to have um, men um, standing in a line on a conveyor belt and working on something, you know, whether it's putting together yo- yeah. yo-yos or whatnot. Underneath, underneath is the the trough where <laughs> the th-
1: real money's being made.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's where they're milking them. You know, they're oh, I gotta be nice and strong. That's where all the bodybuilders won. That's yeah, Jack, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Ford Model T was just a byproduct, dude, of the trough semen. Yes. just They they made semen and like a, a Ford Model T just happened because of okay. it. Well, I guess we can sell the car. But why too. do yeah. you
1: think in the 1800s people were way more buff? It's because they had Slizteen working in the cotton gins, bro. These ladies were just fucking. The cotton spinning gin that- is not a
0: building. No, it's they were spinning. They it's were spilling-
1: They were spinning that gin, that cotton, and then all of a sudden, Sliz and juice and underneath the cotton gin. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? You okay no i'm just saying this is how history is dude
2: that was funny as shit so like i
1: said
0: she did six albums with them none of them did great but it was a good way to get into the into the field columbia didn't know what angle to take with marketing her so none of her albums sold that great but it was a productive time yeah in 1961 Aretha met her future husband and manager, Ted White. The two met in a nightclub and were married six months later. Clarence did not approve of their union whatsoever. Mm. And the two became pretty enemies. Uh, I said pretty what, what? enemies. I meant petty, enemies. <laughs> petty oh, enemies. okay. I was very confused there. <laughs> I said it with such conviction. Usually yeah, when I it, fuck it, up, I back up. But I, I was felt like... that in my sternum over <laughs> yeah. the internet. Uh, Ted White sounds like a guy that has like a stamp collection.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah.
0: Uh yeah I mean he was okay okay let me help you out black Ted White what is still, he now
1: still sounds like a, a stamp collection no maybe oh, really? yeah. no maybe he does RC cars he's really into RC cars <laughs> like a little bit cooler yeah. than stamps but like uh, black Ted White drones maybe on the yeah I-, I was
0: gonna say maybe he's into ceramics <laughs> yeah I mean could be anyway um. Ted White had no managing experience whatsoever, but um, I guess he had a really nice-looking penis because uh, he got the job of being her manager, and uh, uh, yeah, like I said, a good penis will take you a long way. Yeah, was but, uh, he
1: managing her fallopian tubes? <laughs> That's not
0: true. We're all doing
1: podcasts. Yeah, true. We Well, I mean,
0: some of us... Anyway... We won't, we won't uh, say who. Wait, what are we talking about? I don't... It's fine, Travis. Uh look, but Mike runs the Snapchat,
1: penis. it's all his fault.
0: <laughs> You're not getting Travis's penis at his right uh, angle. He doesn't even know the it. name of our fucking Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just just so anyone who's it is listening. A, <laughs> <roastmortem>, <laughs> snap, right? Yeah, we have Roast Mortem no, roast is it Roast Mortem Snap or Roast Mortem I, I don't know, dude. Stop doing around. kick
1: flips in the into the moon.
2: I've heard my too many times, man. I just can't remember. My brain's too
0: smooth. (laughs) It's just a tsunami of dick pics waiting for you if you can remember the credentials. (laughs) I think I'm going to keep it lost. (laughs) All right. So anyway, Ted White is a piece of shit who manipulated and beat Aretha. He constantly engaged in pissing contests with Columbia Records, even though they knew what the fuck they were talking about, and he was clueless. If Aretha ah. was in a recording session and even seemed to be having the slightest bit of fun, Ted would lose his shit in front of anyone, didn't matter who was there, and slap the shit out of her.
1: Oh, come That's, on. fucking
0: sucks. Yeah. Oh, Ted White's a bad man. Ted White and Clarence are they are really uh, pulling in the reins here for Roast Mortem uh, for being the scumbags because our yeah, subject isn't is. really that bad tonight. So they're like, yeah, <laughs> you know, Clarence, ha <laughs> <laughs> hoo-ha, rapist. Um... <laughs> Bonafide. Yes. In 1962, Aretha had excelled to the top of the jazz greats. She started working with producer Robert Mercy. They recorded three albums together. During the 60s, Aretha and Ted threw all-night parties in their Detroit home pretty regularly. That's cool. And um, neighbors hated them.
1: Rockstar shit. Who cares? This is when Detroit was still making uh, cars. Automobiles. Yes. It wasn't just a dumpster for Yeah, America. people
0: people worked then, unlike today, where everyone's voting for Bernie
1: and Andrew but Yang. Everyone's voting for getting lead out of the water in Detroit. Nah, no, it's fine. Leave the lead in. It's a testament
0: to something. Uh, Helps evolution. Yeah, exactly. Her Columbia contract was going to expire in 1966. So Columbia had her record as many songs as possible to continue releasing albums after she did resign. Or um, if planning if she resigned. Um, huh. Everyone knew she was going to be a huge star and just hadn't really come close to her full potential. So after her contract was up, she signed with Atlantic. But Columbia was still able to put out five additional albums. So that's a lot of work. This just because they were in like the can?
1: B-sides and shit?
0: no not even b-sides like actual full-length albums they just had her recording all the time oh wow, yeah, wow. give her a break no i mean she liked it too <laughs> and she liked everything about recording except her husband who would be like beating the shit out of her yeah like don't stick. smile don't wait healer. and
1: she's still raising her children from when she was 12 like good um, yes yeah,
0: yeah they're in the picture still she took care of them she cool. uh that's good grandmaville yeah, there's a lot of like, good stuff about her. So, anyway. <laughs> this episode Thanks, sucks. <laughs> I fucking hate this episode. You're such a bad person, you know? <laughs> yeah. I want to research about. I, I. This is the most boring episode I've ever done when it I comes to a research. Good, time. Like, yeah, good, good. Yeah, yeah me a too. Kite. I'm on CBD. You're man. Travis. Legal. In 1964, Aretha's dear friend and role model. King of Soul, Sam Cooke, was killed Ah. in a very weird circumstance. Now, this doesn't affect Aretha outside of it It was very sad for her, but I thought it was weird enough to bring up on the podcast. So Hmm. he had brought back a young woman to uh, his hotel room after a party. And he took all of his clothes off and went into the bathroom (laughs) to probably wash his penis, as gentlemen do. (laughs) Uh, Take everything off to do that.
1: That's why males need to use bidets as well.
0: A little bird bath. Yeah, after
1: you piss. Yeah. Oh. Oh, bird bath. Yeah, you're right, Mike. Nice. How's your bird? <laughs> clean those nuts off. Yeah,
0: clean the worm. Yeah. How's your bird? Drumstick. Shake the drumstick. That's what was happening at the fucking at Humphrey Bogart's house with all the Rat Pack. They were just <laughs> bird just bath in a in a in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, the bidet was out of service, so they all just scrubbed Can you their get nuts.
1: Get that spot. I can't get it. Yeah, they're
0: all just standing there with their dicks in a birdbath. How's your bird? This is nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, check out my Tweety bird. It doesn't like Sylvester. That oh, means no. it doesn't like pussy.
0: So anyway, uh, Sam Cook is in the ba- bathroom all naked, and when he came outside, the girl had disappeared, and she stole his clothes. Now, Sam I was a little hammered, happens. so he left the room, and uh, he was wearing his shoes... And a jacket. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) he's (laughs) diddy-conging. Yeah. I know we're (laughs) laughing, but this is actually kind of a sad story. So he was knocking on doors looking for the girl, and when he knocked on the hotel manager's door, she saw Uh a a naked Sam Cooke and shot shot him three times and finished him with a baseball bat.
1: (gasps) Oh! Wow. Yeah. Way to uh, go, Tom. Now I'm sad.
2: Yeah, now I feel like shit.
1: Rightfully so,
0: it set off a wave of mass mourning in the black community. Um, this dude was kind of like up there with a up-and-coming Elvis. This dude was uh, seriously missed in the community, and it put Aretha in a fr- funk because they were friends. Uh-huh. Um, in 1966, Aretha was ready to go. She had enough experience to take her creativity to the next level. Nice. She wanted to take more control of her talents. She was still dealing with Ted. But she was starting to see how much of an asshole he was, and how smooth his brain was, and uh, she was ready to walk away. So she wasn't. Wait, as invested. she was
1: dating Ted Co- uh, Ted Cook? No, it's Ted White. She Ted was White. married to him. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Ted Cook. No, no, no. Um, they were friends. Wait, they were friends with Ted Cook? <laughs> Are you guys happening? hearing this shit? <laughs> it's Ted Cook. No, Ted Cook doesn't exist. Dude, Travis, Ted is, Cook exists. It's Ted White. It's, Ted White. <laughs> it's Sam <laughs> Cook. No, Ted Cook exists. Shut up. Who the fuck is Ted Cook?
0: He's not He's, in the story. I'm sure there's a, there's a couple Ted Cooks out there. There's a Ted Cook. I know Ted Cook, you know. Tell me about Ted Cook.
1: He makes the best hash browns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes to my apartment. He makes hash browns.
0: In the dead of night.
1: In the dead of night. I That's wake up. There's hash browns. I nice like, man. Thanks, thanks Ted, nice for cooking guy. for me.
0: Like I said, she's not dealing with smooth brain shit-knuckle, but, um... (laughs) She's now working with a new producer named Jerry Wexler, a man who made her career and guided her away from Ted White's moronic producer calls. Fun fact about Jerry Wexler. Unlike John Hammond, who was a privileged kid growing up, Wexler grew up dirt poor and washed windows and delivered liquor to pay for his college to become a reporter. Hmm. His fascination with jazz music and his writing chops landed him a job with Billboard, where he pushed for the chart to relabel the term R&B to R&B from its somewhat outdated and crusted label, which was race music.
1: All right, <laughs> Race <laughs> music. <laughs> race music. Okay. Interesting. Oh, yeah. that's good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Jerry Wexler, thanks. Thanks R&D. for being actually progressive and not, yeah. uh, and not stupid. I like this. Yeah. You know? but- uh, anyway, Aretha's best known and uh, anthem of a tune, which, Mike, you brought up before. Respect. Uh, show a little bit of respect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is actually a cover of Otis Redding that um, he had released two years prior. I like him. He's cool. Um he, he makes died. popcorn. Did didn't he die no. in a really weird way too? Otis Redding. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I got to look into him. We'll peep well, that. Yeah, I think he he died. I know he died pretty young. Um but anyway, she took the song and she really put like this empowerment kind of uh empowerment progressive direction in it and it still plays rub some funk on it. Yeah. This is pre-funk actually. This would be soul,
1: Cody. Yeah. Um, There's uh, R-B-S-B-E-B I'll yes. tell you what to be R-E-S-B-R-C-T Come on, it's respecting with it tao- bucket- tao- exactamente- incentives- <landscapes-"> allora 없습니다- Respect Tell just a little bit R E S B B B. R E S P B B. Respect Whoa, just a little bit I can't no, wait until Travis on.
0: gets evicted Because of this podcast Yeah, Spot I, on, Travis His, his neighbors so are like, the man next door is a <laughs> meth all the time, constantly <laughs> Only on Sundays though. He doesn't know how to spell. <laughs> he can't even pretend. I don't know how well, meth head keeps that keeps that much weight on him. You know I'm what surprised I'm surprised survived to his 30s.
1: I'm a casual meth head. I do it every Sunday. You know, we have mm-hmm. a couple cigars. We smoke a little meth. All right. Well, either throw, way, wine wine with the girls. Everyone who is listening to this podcast
0: has been to a bar mitzvah or a wedding or sweet 16 where the song is played. Um, yeah. It's a banger. It's out there. It was yeah. pre-macarena energy. You understand? Kinson- Kinsoniera energy.
1: I yeah. remember it was definitely played at the block party. I don't know if it was played during this. that happened, but I was in a pie-eating competition at a block party. Remember those? Yeah. And yeah. a mm-hmm. a man, uh, the whole thing that you're supposed to eat is a whipped cream pie. You eat the whipped cream. At the bottom, is a Reese's, there's a Tootsie Roll. And this guy's eating all the whipped cream, and he just inhales the tootsie roll. <laughs> and it gets lodged in his throat. Ooh, and somebody's I mean, doing the Heimlich on him. And he, like, coughs it up. But I'm just imagining it right now with <laughs> respect playing. Because it could have happened. What you <laughs> Wherever I it. Uh, uh, like, Jerry, get it up. Uh, I mean, i witnessed that. Respect could have been happening.
0: It, it very likely could have been happening. But anyway, Jerry Wexler... And her created this song and many, many others over the course of the next 18 albums. The two were a fucking powerhouse. The arrival of respect on the radio was the breaking point. Everyone knew this energetic new voice, and they were all about Aretha. Between not being at Columbia, fizzling out of Ted, and the help of Wexler, she was pretty unstoppable at this point. And for the record, Atlantic gave Aretha all the creative space she needed. And she flourished because of it. She did a lot of her own songwriting, too. Um, Back then, we've talked about on the show before how people used to cover stuff all the time and they'd have arrangers work. And yeah, Wexler technically was an arranger and songwriter, but Aretha was a huge part of the songwriting process. Uh, She's the real deal. Beautiful.
1: Oh, thanks, Tom, for bringing in the real deal. You're welcome. Real (laughs) deal.
0: McCoy. (laughs) Only for us. Only for our listeners. So, from February 1967 to February 1968, she released 10 top 10 singles and three top 10 albums. Damn.
1: Wait, but she also knew the dude who was in Billboard. Like, isn't that a conflict of interest going on right there? mm, Wexler worked hmm. at Billboard. Yeah.
0: And he wasn't there anymore. And I'm sure he knew people there, but you still need to sell albums. You can't fake numbers.
1: You could be like, yo, Billboard. Oh. got so many Nathan's hot dogs I have in my pocket? Uh, you want to bump my numbers a little bit? I mean, I, I that could Both happen.
0: Hot dogs, but that could. But she That's was getting the play.
1: The, the album sales were there. Everyone was making money. Tom, this is how I went triple platinum in Cambodia. Ooh, oh, really? Check out, I got a bunch of hot dogs in my pocket. You want me to go triple platinum?
0: Uh, so <laughs> you're basically bribing people with very hungry people with food, <laughs> pre-cooked.
1: They're yeah. not very hungry. They, they have rice. Them. Yeah, but moderately dude, hungry. Dude, but I- hot dogs are barely food. It's it a rough. snack. It's not true,
0: dude. It's not fucking true. It's world currency. Fucking real food. Yeah. So anyway, um, with these stats, the only person to achieve these same stats at this point was Elvis Presley. Ah, okay. Uh, mm. The king. Now, like I said, Ted was still kind of in the picture, but now he was kind of just like grandfather clocking. You know, like, I'm watching you. <laughs> Dang. i uh, not doing much. Um. He stopped working as, as her manager, but he was still at home and pretty abusive still. Aretha okay. didn't do many interviews because one Times reporter published a piece about he, even though her songs were powerful and commanding, her home life was sad and fucking shitty. Damn. Aretha stayed home for the most part, chain-smoking Cools and eating junk food. Nice. She smoked two packs a day and only Not quit nice. in the late 90s. Mm. Ooh, they didn't okay. know any better back then. It's not this bad. Is, this is 1966 <laughs> right now we're talking. Yeah. Imagine smoke it from two packs a day for 30, 30 years. We well, know any better back then really. They were like uh, it was still bad for like, you,
2: Mike. You can smoke them, you know.
0: In the 80s they were like, "Oh, you, when you're you should probably
2: addicted stop. like that, you can't really. It's like your daily routine, you know." Are you a a nicotine apologist? Yeah, what's going
1: not on there? Uh. Mike is the youngest person on our show. You want to look real cool. <laughs> you should probably smoke two two packs of these. You a should day. eat
0: cigarettes on our show next week. Yeah, go to college and then keep stepping out for cigarettes, and but be seen by the rest of your classmates and the probably professor. is smoking. Yeah. yeah. Well, the professor will be like, "That's fucking cool, A plus." Yep. <laughs> well, that's that's one thing that they can't figure out. How do you stop making cigarettes from looking cool? It's impossible. Yeah. yeah. Right. So anyway, Ted White was enraged by the Times article that had painted a very. Very accurate picture of what this sticky nutsack looked like. Oh, my God. Um, so Ted tried to sue them for $10 million for defamation. Mm. But that doesn't go well because Ted had been beating Aretha in public for years at Slinger. this point. Uh, so mm. the judge threw out the case without prejudice. I can well, imagine. also,
1: like, if she's doing shows and shit, she's, like, showing up with black eyes and stuff. Nah, he was old school, man. He used the phone book. Oh, oh, really?
0: Oh <laughs> yeah. Spread out the hit. Slaps don't really give you fucking marks either, you know? It's I mean, red and it goes away.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: At the same time, the other man in Aretha's life, Daddy Clarence, was mm-hmm. being audited and fined by the IR- IRS for $250,000. Oh, which, wonder why. Um, he, well, you see, you would think this guy would have a better accountant. Right. <laughs> He's making millions of dollars from church. Mm-hmm. Which is tax, tax exempt, free. yeah. But however, he filed the paperwork to sell his records was not filed under the church. He was sole proprietor, Uh-oh. and he thought, "Oh, I'm a preacher. I get. I don't have to pay taxes." And it's like, no. If you're doing a church event, you don't have to pay taxes. But when you're selling a fucking vinyl, we still tax those, bitch. Yeah. Hell so, yeah. Yeah. So that fucking bumped Aretha out too, because she had. To, I think she had to bail him out a bit, because oh, uh, he was. So. He was one of these guys. You know, he He's. He's buying too many suits to keep uh, any money in his account. Damn. So she had been pr- uh performing here and there and she was selling out. She was one of the hottest tickets in town, but like I said, here and there. She wasn't she wasn't doing the tours like you would if you had this opportunity, you know. If you were on the radio that much, I would be on the road all the fucking time making a billion dollars yeah. so I could so I could just put it places, you know. Like Tied you were Justin
1: Justin Bieber. Yeah,
0: Ooh. but she she didn't really like to do that. She was, she had some anxieties, um, kind of riddled by stage fright for a good part of
1: her life, and liked her privacy. She sounds pretty cool to me, to be honest. Everyone yeah. else sounds like a piece of shit.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the the theme <laughs> of this one. I mean, I know I keep bringing it up, but uh, yeah. So, um, once she would get on stage, she overcame her stage fright or it seemed to be, and she liked to get close to the audience. And one time, she did fall off the stage while getting a little too close. Oh. Uh, nothing crazy. She didn't break anything, but it did sell a lot of newspapers. Jeez. She probably broke a few
1: people. <laughs> <laughs> All those snacks!
0: Yeah, she did balloon up at some points in yeah. her life, but uh, oh, yeah. at this, she she was also a skinny hot babe back in her day, too. Really? You know, she, had, she had a compulsive eating problem. Mm. Um okay. Yeah, and that sucked. But a lot of it was stress induced. Like
2: food tastes ah. good, man. It's hard sometimes, you know. Yeah, dude. Food if I just told you good. you sucked and you can never get a
0: job, I well, want
2: to eat a burger. I'd be like, damn, you feel like shit. Yeah, yeah. make it a
0: double. Yeah, yeah. Why well, not? I mean, you
2: know, fuck it. You there know, it
0: what? You and and she drank a lot too, which is like. Obviously, she's doing all the things that her brain are saying to do, because that's yeah. what my brain says to do. Yeah. Eat, eat as many chicken wings as possible, have uh. half a pack of cigarettes, <laughs> and half a bottle of whiskey, and this will make yeah. everything better. Dude, it your does. head tells right. you to do that, too? On one occasion, a 14-year-old runaway Oprah Winfrey what? scammed her out of $100 by telling Aretha she had been abandoned by her family.
1: What? Is this why she's like a billionaire? Um. Yeah. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey- She just that. Not
0: that I want her dead, but yeah, I yeah. think there's enough dirt on her in a way. Um, anyone who is that loud and proud needs to be shot in the knees.
1: Well, and also the you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. Everyone had oh, to pay tax on those cars, yeah. so like
0: I think only one person took that car home. Yeah, and really? I hate her. Yeah. I hate her current like frozen food line. It's just like. We shredded cauliflower into this pizza so it tastes less filling. And it's just like, I eat pizza because it's filling, bitch. That's a very Cody thing for you to say. I hate her her frozen food line, and I'll tell you why right Yeah, the
1: pizza is supposed to occupy as much space to push the bad feelings out of your body. Right, Travis? Yeah,
0: Occupy,
1: occupy Cody's Wall Street. And by Wall Street, his, I mean GI his
0: organs. You should have won DiGiorno,
1: dude. I Red love DiGiorno. Baron. Yeah,
0: DiGiorno. Travis, just put a Red Baron down, didn't yeah, you? He was dude, Red before. Baron,
1: Red Baron. You could give me a Red Baron anima. That's how much I love it. Ugh. Amazing. Yeah. A okay. Red Red wait. But uh, so she's getting scammed by Oprah Winfrey. What a segue. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oprah <laughs> had basically run away from home to go stay with a friend, but when she when she got to the friend's house. Her friend wasn't home yet, so she went and wandered the streets and saw Aretha Franklin, who she was a fan of, and was like, oh, I love her music. Let me scam this bitch 100. <laughs> she got enough of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so um, years later, when Oprah had her own TV show, this was in the 80s, Oprah made this public and offered to pay her back on the show. Aretha was like, uh I'm not going on your show so you can give me $100 if you want to pay me back you can do it on my show Ooh, because uh, obviously this is just gonna bump ratings so Aretha's like no nah, no thanks I have anxiety and you just want to use me I kind of so. want to borrow $100 from a famous person now just to like pay it back on this podcast no don't do the Oprah trick Oprah Let's sucks do the o- no, I know she sucks but well, what else would you want to borrow? No, let's, let's, let's like find Elon Musk and like just borrow a hundred bucks from him. And then like for no reason, like down the road, just be like, we'll pay it back to you if you come on our show. Oh my God. I just thought of the best podcast idea ever. Was it mine? So hear me, hear me out. Yeah, it's yours, but I'm elaborating on it. You, you, you got the wheels turning. Check yeah, it out. I lubed you. We start kidnapping rich people's kids. <laughs> and the okay. ransom information is all in the podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, and, that's great. And if they subscribe and slap like, we then we'll it, give the kid back. We put it that behind a paywall. That's too. it. That's all it is. Yeah. But, yeah Throw on the couch next to me. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you want to see this motherfucker again? Yeah. <laughs> it's like we never, ch- it's, we never change locations either. This is going to be a great idea. Yeah. You we'll know, have ski masks on. Yeah. And we, we can hide the details in, like, the waveform, and it's only visible with, like, the, what's it called, Tom, the spectrographer, or the spectrogram? Spec-
1: yeah, spectrometer, I think. Like, Aphex twins. Mike looks like Elon R- Musk on Joe Rogan right now, so. Oh. <laughs> Yo, as oh, oh, shit. Oh, yeah? Smooth. <laughs> Smooth as fuck? <far? laughs> we're in a simulation. Anyway, Aretha didn't
0: take the baiting, and we're probably not going to do that podcast. Wink, wink. Well, oh, Not wait, right now. Wait. We're in the middle of this. Yeah. So her good-natured self wasn't that perfect. So one thing that Aretha did not like was when other up-and-coming black female singers were cramping her style. She had a bit of a niche thing. She was like, oh, you're doing my soul bit. Not fa- not friends. So Martha Reeves, a younger pop singer, hugely inspired by Aretha, had picked up singing Aretha's songs at some of her live shows. Uh, when the two met, Aretha said, So, I heard you've been performing my songs, and then gave Reeves a a, a death stare Uh for what seemed to be a couple minutes. And Reeves, uh, Reeves being somewhat uh, starstruck and then also threatened, uh, just said she wouldn't do it again. And Aretha left and never talked to her. Yeah, she left. She was angry, but she was satisfied. I mean, taking no shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, Tom. I feel like... Uh, oh, I know you do your heavy hole thing, uh, but uh,
0: that's a podcast. Never I feel me. like
1: I feel like you've met people that you were a star of, and then they turned out to be a dickhead. Uh, uh, a I um, I don't want to out of? you. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, who have I met? Yeah, you're right. That's happened a few times. Um, not on the podcast,
1: luckily. Everyone, well, not on the podcast, but I mean, on tour and stuff. Just in, life. yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, heavy hole. Everyone we've talked to there is pretty cool, down to earth so far. Uh, fingers crossed. But yeah, no, that's happened. You just don't meet your idols. Yeah, like fuck you your. Don't idols. meet your heroes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're doing a podcast and you want to invite someone on your show, make sure you don't fucking love their show. Dude, make sure you're just using them <laughs> for publicity.
1: Yeah, next week on Roast Mort- Mortem, Mark Marin. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that guy does. John Mackesy. So,
0: what she did with uh, Reeves there, a little hypocritical because a lot of her songs were covers as well, but, you know, the lore works in mysterious ways. <laughs> this is probably Aretha's biggest public character flaw. She would give hell to anybody who she saw as a threat to her act. On very petty levels, over time, Aretha became a typical rock star who would shit on new artists and throw hissy fits if things didn't go her way. She had a reputation of being hard to work with. Wow. Now, that is coming from... Normal people. So on the rock star spectrum, she probably wasn't that bad.
1: No, she's not fucking the who like Keith Richards. You did throwing fucking shit out of a window. Uh, Keith Moon. Keith, he, Keith, Keith Richards Moon. is somehow
0: alive. He that <laughs> scarecrow of a man. Yeah, right. Yeah. He looks terrible. terrible. God yeah. made <laughs> Adam and Eve, <laughs> and Adam was just like, "Who's that?" And God's like, "That's Keith. He's been here <laughs> before me." Yeah. I'm pretty sure he had. He was one of those guys who had a. Uh, 14-year-old heroin girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah that when just he was in, in his mid-30s. If you're rich, you can do heroin, I guess. Yeah. If you're rich, you should do heroin. Yeah. You should try it out. It keeps you young. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, hold on. Well, Uri... Uri... You did. I didn't need to make that joke. I didn't mean to. Come on, Travis. Aretha on. Franklin, she was... Wasn't she one of the original, like, quote, divas? Yeah. So, like... But divas have, has been... Um, that term has
0: become a bad thing. Yeah. Back in the day, diva was just like strong, powerful woman who sings songs and wears cool outfits. Yeah. You know? Oh, okay.
1: And now I can't. and then it
0: turned into and then we and then we started seeing a trend in these people who were very successful in doing this, but also tremendous bitches. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, you well, can be a very strong, powerful vers- person, and there's a fine line between being an asshole and being strong and powerful. Well, there's like yes. a very fine line you're walking here. Now, mm-hmm. to
0: me, diva is just exclusively, like, a word for, like, a pornography title. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Deep Throat Diva's 27. That's the only time I see that word nowadays. See, see to me, it
1: means a cross-dresser. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah a lot diva, of that RuPaul shit. Really and yeah. it's also,
0: you know, wrestling, uh, the, the oh, wrestling yeah, divas, that, you okay. know. Yeah. It, it's weird. Um, Lexicon treadmills and all that. Yeah, it's, I don't know divas didn't have such a negative connotation to the average person. Now okay. it's like, there's there's like a stuck-up kind of, um... Stigma? Yeah, I guess I guess stigma. Connotation? Know, stigma. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, I hear diva, like, when someone's being a diva, they suck.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I always thought that the title of diva that she was given meant that she was an asshole. Like, no, oh, she, these she, eggs are not done medium Like, prima well. donna.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, it's it's like anything else. It, it progresses and becomes worse over time.
1: Mike, like, do you know what planet you're on right now, man? Yeah, I'm just petting Dahlia. That's mm. not a planet! <laughs> petting Dahlia is not a planet! Can right. I get as drunk as you are high? Can we have a competition? <laughs> yeah, like, Travis, You get more, more high,
2: I'll get more drunk. I, I'm not high, I'm on CBD.
1: Oh, yeah, CBD. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Crystal mm. meth. All right, Travis, drink more beer. All right.
0: Lots of beer. <sighs> so... Yeah, she's the diva. She would throw hissy fits, but, like, nothing compared to what little Jewish girls do today. <laughs>
3: um,
0: the divorce proceedings took a while, and Ted acted like one of those crazy asshats. You remember, she's still wear- married to Ted White. Yeah. Um, Perfect. So the divorce proceeding proceedings began, and they took a while. And um, he was one of those guys who would you know drive past the house and uh, follow <laughs> her places so when sure. she was out. Yeah, oh, he was a great. stalker. The reason restraining uh, orders exist. Exactly. So once Clarence actually had to shoo away Ted with a, a revolver. Is that the right shoo. verb? Uh, Shooing? Yeah, shoo. 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 Scram. Click. Shoo. Get out of here. Click. <laughs> You're bugging me. One of these cylinders is going to be loaded.
1: Click. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, he's a reverend. When he shoots, he means it.
0: Yeah, he shoots straight. Yeah, he yeah. shoots
1: straight into a 13-year-old. Ah, it it has
0: come full circle Ah, (laughs) this this podcast patreon.com when when Aretha and Ted's divorce was final she spun into a big depression and missed more of her studio sessions and concerts than she even attended that year this was 1969 Ah. that kind of became part of her bag as she was down she wouldn't show up to big events big ones one incident of her was trying to bail on a
1: show, uh, actually landed her in jail. Oh, was really? it? Was it Tony
0: Hawk's Boom Boom Huck Jam?
1: <laughs> Stop talking about that! I don't understand what you're talking about. What was that? Okay, foreign boomer. foreign speak? Yeah. Is what that, is a is Boom that? Boom Huck Jam? Yeah. So anyway, she
0: was in. in she's in Italy, right? And the con- uh, the promoter had the contract worded up that she at ne- at least needed to be in Italy during the times of her set. That's a big country. Yeah, exactly. Big yeah, at least country. You country. It, it was one of those things like, "All right, look, we know you don't show up to every show, but you still need to be here so we can deal with money because if she wouldn't show up, obviously she wouldn't get all the money." Right. But she would get some up front. So it was just one of those deals where it was like, "All right, we know you're going to fuck this up." So, all you have to do <laughs> is be in this fucking country at and, this time so we can handle the money shit <laughs> with the contract if you fuck it up. So just just hang tight. Please. So anyway, she tried to board a, a a plane to Paris, but the promoter had a few officers waiting at the airport Pat. and they actually detained her for a night. Damn. Until they figured out contract shit. Just fucking ridiculous. Like just like I get it, you're depressed. You don't want to go to shows. You're 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 setting ground floor for Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. And <laughs> never heard of it. Just stay there. You know, Axel Rose would just be um he would make people wait like 3 or 4 hours. Like they would they were uh, Guns N' Roses were supposed to be on at 8. He would show up at, at, at he would show up at 8 and then just stay in the green room yeah. doing blow and jerking off um Rinse and repeat until like until like midnight. And uh <laughs> good times. All the squares well, go, to go to home. The shop, oh, boy. You'll see them.
1: How could you not occupy your time in Italy? Like they have the Giornos every other house. <laughs> like because it's not delivery it's italy
2: oh, i'm so hungry yeah
1: you knock on a door over there they go we're not opening up we don't do delivery <laughs> and they hand you a pepperoni pizza there yeah, you go you're slide done it Night into the door. approved <laughs> um speaking of pepperoni
0: pizza really she got really really into eating she'd be cooking food for the band in the studio hands while everyone sat around in the studio waiting for her to start singing um i don't know how she's like hey it's that. my studio time i got a billion dollars i'm gonna cook for everyone here and everyone was like oh yeah thanks <laughs> kind of want to go home
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're gonna you're gonna have some of this slow pot cook slow pot cook i'm doing great with english tonight
1: dude i'm yeah. doing great with english in this yeah, show hot pot hot pot <laughs> cooking is what i meant
0: you guys are making me hungry
1: yeah i'm hungry now
0: too dude uh so Franklin married her second husband, Glenn Turman, on April 11th, 1978. What was his name? Glenn Turman.
1: Yeah, the... Glenn.
0: Well, she is another guy that sounds like he has a stamp collection. Yeah, really. She was into those guys, I guess. He seemed all right overall. Aretha started <laughs> writing some really boring, boring albums at this point. I guess when she was happy, she wrote like garbage.
1: It like the 80s yeah. now or... artists.
0: This is seventy eight. We're approaching the eighties, okay. you know. I mean, um, she she went through a bit of a disco phase at this point too, which movie. fucking sucked. I'll get into that. <laughs> um, like I said, writing really boring shit. Uh, she also adopted terrible fashion sense around this time. Didn't Example: one TV special that she appeared on. She came out randomly dressed as a tacky seventies nefertiti, singing with her arms by her sides. As to only raise them at the last note of the song, when she'd be able to reveal, with a big, wide open uh, 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 stretch of the arms, yeah. <clears throat> that there were wings attached to this awful Whoa. outfit. Whoa. What what uh, no one asked for this. There was no Egyptian-themed uh, set pieces or anything. I got uh, people is. were like, That's ha- <clears throat> it, "It was weird because at this point she wasn't like she. She was still she was still shapely. She wasn't." Huge. She still had a bit of that set. Yeah, she had a bit. You know, she was. She had it going still. Yeah. Um. But people were very aware of how bad this fashion
1: was. Now, keep in mind, this is
0: Soul Train times. Right. Mm. I just imagine
1: like a five-year-old Bono watching this and be like, "I'm gonna take that bitch, put her on some rigging, throw her into the wall, call it (laughs) Spider-Man." He did do that. He actually did do that he to people. Away with <laughs> he did it.
0: do
3: that to people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you don't wear fucking wings under your arms. Bono's Bono, out there. He's yeah. looking for you. So, yeah, Aretha
0: was ma- in a time where everyone was dressing poorly. She managed to outdress them. That's talent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, she later on did admit that her choices were awful and that she was a little too liberated. <laughs> Is that what she's going with? Yeah. I mean, the, the fog of disco had clouded everyone's judgment. This is when she came out with the album La Diva, um, which is, hands down, the worst Aretha Franklin album. <laughs> I hate um, that title. It's, it's very sad. It's yeah. You're listening to it, and it's like, this is a lot of cocaine. This is a lot of whiskey. I kind of is- want to hear it. Is it like- you want to hear a sample? Yeah, I can hear a little bit of it. What were we saying, Cody? Is it like slit your wrist depressing, or is it just not put together well? What, it's what's like, the downside? It's, like, uh, it's like if you made if you made disco le- uh, like um, more cartoony than it already is. Check it out.
1: I love this. What's wrong with this? I'm, I'm digging it.
0: smoking discos oh interesting it's so- this is way better than everything <laughs> i've heard this is better than rasbec tupai i doesn't seem technical if i if i just put together like the most stock disco yeah, track and was just right. like hey travis write lyrics that are just like <laughs> smoking disco everybody's dancing like it's forced, it's um generic all it, right. It's just really uninspired because compared to the rest of her catalog, which is really good, well, it had like soul uh, and was it, it had power behind it. This was just like I too can be a Spice Girl.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got that. Moment. All right, so here's a warning. I know you're listening, uh, Lizzo. When crystal meth becomes normalized, don't get on board. <laughs> um, I've never heard a Lizzo song. It's pretty yeah, good. Uh, is she? Yeah. So um, so she le- releases
0: that shit show of an album. Uh, I think she even regretted that one. La Diva. Sunday, June 10th, 1979. C.L. Franklin, Daddy Franklin, uh-huh. was shot twice during an atten- attempted robbery at his home in Detroit. What is going on with Detroit? Ooh. He was taken to Henry Ford Hospital.
2: <laughs> oh, um... no.
0: He's not a car. <laughs> 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 Vroom, vroom! I am Clarence. <laughs> so he remained in a coma for the next five years, and oh, then geez. and then he died. Uh wow, good that that's, an, that's an expensive death. Yeah.
1: Oh, that yeah. villain is dead. Yeah. I mean, he, ha-
0: he had a lot of assets because he had a billion Cadillacs and shit, so I'm pretty sure he was able to, the children were able to sell off his shit and make him pay for it. But it was just all um, in Cadillacs, and the buyers only wanted them in bulk, so they had to let a lot go on the down low. <laughs> yeah, they definitely lost a few. Yeah. In 1980, her Atlantic contract lapsed, and she wasn't looking to sign again. She wasn't happy with the way her last three dumpy albums were promoted, <laughs> so Franklin signed with Clive Davis and his new record con- uh, his new record label, Arista.
1: Arista. Same year, per-
0: she performed at London's Royal Albert Hall in front of Queen Elizabeth. Just just to circle back a little bit. I hate when artists just produce shit and they blame it on the marketing team.
1: It's like, "Oh, yeah. you didn't do it
0: right." And it's like, "No, bitch. Come to earth." Yeah, and, and you know, Aretha was she never really w- was in bad light in the public eye. Uh-huh. So it it was definitely very diva of her. Yeah. To um to blame it on them because obviously they yeah. were bad albums. Like I think she even said so later on. You know that it was like <laughs> she had a killer time at the beginning of her Atlantic, mm-hmm. and then
1: she fucking she got too high. You know. Yeah, it's it like dude. Like if go you candy. buy some oysters and you wait too long, and then you eat them after three weeks, you're gonna have that bad albums.
0: Too long. You're gonna have yes. bad bum. Yeah, album. Yeah. Now, now, due to her heavy drinking, she was pretty hard to work with. but people still had faith in her. Like I said, typical rock star shit, and Aretha's career did pick up again as she played more shows and released a few more killer albums. Do you know what her drink of choice was? I was just wondering that. Yeah. I'm not sure, but um, I know it was The Cools. That's what she liked smoking, and I'm pretty sure she was a whiskey person. Tom, don't say... Yeah, I was going to say, don't say old English. Old fashioned. Oh, well, (laughs) I mean, look, we've tried really hard to dance that that line of racist <laughs> jokes and I'm just not willing to make the henny one here.
1: Well, I mean cools make
0: sense. Uh, this is it's that that's Bible. That was her cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We can find receipts. Signed in blood. here's my little note to the listeners that I wrote while I was writing. There are people listening? Aretha Franklin is not the best roast mortem material. She is not a shithead. Which is heartbreaking to me, because I like to research shitheads. You really wanted it. I felt it in your voice. Yeah, I'm upset. To clear the air here, I was told by a close friend, who I will not name, that she was a racist piece of shit. But I found absolutely no solid evidence of that being the case. She's
1: no Michael Jordan. (sighs) Ah. No. Because <laughs> Michael no. Jordan
0: is a racist piece of shit. A show.
1: little slander here and there, never. No, it's,
0: uh, known. He's hilarious because he hates black yeah, people. Yeah. That's what I mean. I've yeah. Heard. he's Him and Jesse Peterson should start, start a show. <laughs> a podcast, if you will. That's amazing. You know that guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so anyway, with this whole, uh, no evidence that she's a racist, she was definitely petty and acted like a dick here and there. Uh... But, like, that's, that's pretty normal for someone in her situation, so I don't really give a fuck about that. In fact, I think Aretha's pretty cool. I like you, Aretha. In fact, <laughs> researching this episode, it fucking sucked for me. I'm sorry, um, The biography, Queen of Soul, by Mark Begois, is a solid piece of work detailing her career, but doesn't provide any juice. Mm. The other one, which is uh, Respect by David Ritz, is an attempt at getting some juice in there, but it's pretty empty. Aretha managed to keep her life really private. She wasn't agoraphobic, but she acted like it. Ah. She had extreme tendencies concerning her privacy. You, she had a terrible fear of flying and rarely flew by the age of 35.
1: You, <laughs> you know, I think uh, uh, as much as we like to roast an asshole, I feel like Aretha Franklin seems fucking really cool but she was just surrounded by shit. Like you said, kind of, like yeah. all yeah, yeah. these other people are fucking assholes. And
0: I feel like that yeah. counts because like, it, yeah. it, it, it it did well in the Jimi Hendrix episode because, well, he also was, was an he asshole. He was a piece of shit surrounded by <laughs> pieces of shit, but it's just. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's all true. So I don't know. It's like, this is a, a weird roast mortem, I guess, because it's more of a history lesson with some uh, guys talking about soup on their head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Check it out. So one thing I didn't like, I mentioned that the Mark Bago book that I uh, listened to, um, that he would preface stories for totally normal conflicts with the most dramatic introduction. So he'd be like, and then something terrible happened that uh, day. Oh, just the... She got a flat tire. Uh-huh. But <laughs> they got to the show on time. And it's like, uh, Why even? What the fuck? You know, I'm listening to this. I'm like, just give me something. And, like, nothing happened. The worst <laughs> story I heard was... I'm listening. I'm waiting for juice. When the narrator goes off about how she yelled at a limo driver for taking a bunch of wrong turns, making her almost miss curtain. She got to the venue on time and everything was fine. Oh, good. Yell at that limo driver. All you fucking want. Yeah. Who gives a shit. He's fucking up your stuff. He's he's hired work and he's fucking up. Yell at him. Get like me. to the place. Yeah, I also had to watch the Wendy Williams show, looking for more dirt on Aretha. I am so Are- sorry, Aretha, and that yeah, that fucking sucked, dude. That fucking sucked. <laughs> Wendy Williams is a piece of shit. Well, yeah, and she and she's like watching a she's like watching a Patrick Bateman.
2: <laughs> yeah, like no soul there. Oh, she's fucking insane. Well,
0: you you we we can chalk that up as shit that Aretha Franklin did not being more interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Time to wrap this bitch up. Aretha spent her days at home uh, cooking and smoking cigarettes. Nice. She had several health scares, probably from smoking and boozing and eating soul food. Uh, she performed yeah. at many prestigious events, such as Bill Clinton and Barack Obama's inauguration oh, cool. and WWE's WrestleMania three. <laughs> really? Yes. Uh, Wait,
1: who who is the champion? Can we do a search for who was the champion of WrestleMania three? Was it sure. Stone Cold Steve's? I think it was Hulk.
0: Hold on, I will find out.
1: Wait, yeah, WrestleMania three—that'd be like early '90s, right? Let's
0: see. It was Hulk Hogan. Oh, <laughs> I was right. <laughs> Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Oh, that's great. Who oh, won though? <laughs> and how? Who won? Hulk. Come on, he's Hollywood. I don't know, dude. Andre was over. You hear that smooth brain shit? I just knew that. I can't find this, wik- this Wikipedia. Whatever.
1: Yeah, uh, whatever. Wrestling won. One uh, of the wrestlers yeah, one. Of the wrestling McMahon, Vince McMahon won Hulk, in the right? long
0: run. He always wins. Yep. Yeah, Vince won, and I got fired. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, February 2017, Aretha announced that that will be her final year of touring uh, You uh-huh. know, when she wanted to show up. However, right. she scheduled some events in 2018, but then canceled them. <laughs> oh, that was recent. recent. Yes. Now how did Aretha die? On August Unfortunately. On August thirteenth, twenty eighteen. Wow. Franklin was reported to be gravely ill at her home in Riverfront Towers, Detroit. Franklin died at her home August sixteenth, twenty eighteen, age seventy six. Now not bad. Nope. She she could you know, for smoking as long as she did and drinking and you know the stress. Yeah, she may have for a while. Uh, what, One sticky thing about her death was that she didn't write a will until oh, yeah. until she was unable to write. So, yeah, yeah. If, if you want to do yourself a favor, yep. Google Aretha Franklin's will and look up the pictures of it. It's fucking hysterical. Really? <laughs> yeah. Paint me a picture. Have you ever seen pubic hairs that fell on white tile next to <laughs> a... No, um, yeah, next to a toilet.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah it's the
0: worst. Yeah, yeah, it's like a bunch of those on a paper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, That's quite uh, the most disgusting paper. Wait, yeah.
1: did, did she have more children besides the one that she had when she was twelve and sixteen? Oh, yeah. She had, um, she had four
0: children in total. Okay, and nice. they all seemed to get along, all right. But um, there was an issue with her estate. Everyone trying to figure out what they got.
1: Right, because, because it was pubic
0: hairs. On a yeah, child. because she was obviously dying. And that was her. This woman's last thought was, "Oh shit, the kids!" <laughs> is it really, pubic paper? On a, is it pubic hair on
2: paper?
1: No, you know, yeah, like the yeah. squiggly nature oh. of
0: pubic hair and how that looks. Imagine flattening that. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, like like, uh, like one of those. Well, like one of those uh, when you do with with a leaf. You know, you uh, put a leaf in a notebook. I know what pubes look like. It looks like this was written in
0: 2010. Wow, she must have on yeah. a decline for a while. Then she might have been drinking. Mm, baby. yeah. I don't know. Like, this it, it's weird. It's a weird will. A um, have fun making heads or tail of it. But uh, anyway, that's Aretha Franklin. Wow. Uh, cause Absolutely. of death: just being old oh, and a smoker. Yeah, uh, it was uh, pancreatic. Uh, it wasn't. Pa- it wasn't pancreatic cancer. There was a problem just, with it, uh, uh, like a pancreatitis kind of thing. I don't know. Just pancreas <laughs> not good no more.
1: Yeah. Honestly, though, I mean, seventy six, right? Yeah, yeah, for that, not bad. not bad. That's a
0: that's a nice lifetime. I think seventy six. So, thank you to my unnamed friend who sent me down this fucking uh, shit show of an
1: investigation. Oh Tom, who is the unnamed friend? Can I just name you know, the unnamed the, friend? Uh, it was-
0: Yeah,
1: okay. yeah and, I, and I and I trust he's
0: never steered me wrong. The guy's well, yeah. O- yeah, okay. always done good by me. Yeah, uh, but I guess he heard Bastard. some. Sto- I guess he heard some stories. Well, I'm glad to uh, yeah. drunkenly set the record straight with you gentlemen tonight. Ben. Yeah, Aretha yeah. was okay. <laughs> I liked her. Yeah, I like that song. Respect. Yeah, I uh, like I respect. Say, her, her dad was a pedophile, respect. and
1: her husband Ted White was a penis knuckle. Yeah, I think this is really interesting because, like, again, it was uh, a, a good person. That just drew in butt plugs.
0: Yeah, it's like a flower fertilized with human feces.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, also, because she liked to make soul food, what is your favorite southern food? Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, let's, let's, let's do this. I, I so, would like to know. I would like to know because there's a lot of different things. Uh, imagine you're her studio
0: crew and she's making you stay late because she's cooking you up something. Remember um, you said that? Yeah, so there so, was like, one. Th- there was one thing that she did cook. Um, she said, you take six to eight pieces of chicken, depending on which what whatever you like. It could be dark or light, uh-huh. and you put it in a pan, and then you just put a pound of butter in it, and uh oh. and then put a little rosemary and salt, and then I love butter. You let that slow oh, man, cook. I'm so hungry now. Yeah, Jesus Christ, and, that uh, sounds fucking
1: banging. Yeah, she actually was
0: looking to make a cookbook at one point. Yo, but that was in the the um that was in the eighties. And the label she was she was with Arista was not gonna let that happen because they why not because she was actually ballooning a lot at that size at that time, and the uh, pop world is very cruel. And they were like, "Hey, you're a pop star. Uh, we don't want to point out your size. Yeah. Like, we don't need any easy fucking jokes lobbed our way." Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I would like to see what that cookbook was
1: like, but and I, I don't agree with them at all. It's a fucking cookbook. Like, I don't think Beyonce could write a cookbook. Well, I think she fair, could just. Has. I think that Beyonce could probably just write a book about slave labor. Uh, that's true. Oh well. yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. honestly, what?
0: if I see a skinny bitch on a cookbook, I'm like, it's not that great. Yeah, unless it's
1: Julia Child.
0: There you go. No, no. <laughs> that's quality stuff, right there. No, Look but what's at that your favorite? Chin? What's
1: your favorite soul food,
0: though? I oh, I went over to that place in Huntington, um, Old Fields. And they do all that uh-huh. Southern barbecue shit? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, everything they have on the menu is excellent. I've had it all. It's a small menu. Um, they have a buttermilk chicken that is Ooh. to die for. Hmm. Yeah. I don't die it's for food greens. that much, so, you know. We, we all buy, will what, eventually. What
1: about you, Mike? Southern cooking.
2: Uh, I went to the sole place in Philadelphia. Uh, it was like Auntie something. It Auntie like Anne's? Eight. <laughs> Not an Antians, <laughs> it. It Yeah, I went to this place in the mall Ant- called Anty. It's literally like a soul name at the end of it, but I had like uh like fried chicken and, and waffles there. It was pretty good. Yeah, can't go right. wrong can't with that. Go, yeah,
0: can't go. Cody, wrong. steak, fried chicken. Yeah, yeah man, good too, soul yeah. food. Yeah, absolutely. Chicken fried Split. steak. You mean?
1: I think. uh I th- no. <laughs> yeah, I think one of my favorites is either the cornbread where like the corn is still in it i mm. you know, I've never like seen that's that. Like chunks of corn. Yeah, it's good. Stuff, Either man. that or the string beans that are done, and there's like bacon in it, and like bacon fat, oh, like yeah. really fucking like heavy fucking string beans. You know? All right. Well, no one wants to hear about what we eat, dude. Everyone wants to hear about what I excrete, not what I eat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's like the first. You've been doing so many like impromptu
1: musical numbers. That's the first rhyme you've nailed all night dude well you know what i'm just like one of them poets but you wouldn't know it's tom you should get tom you should you should do uh who's the william s burroughs you gotta get back on your beat boys oh i get so tired after i do those
0: (laughs) yeah i'm gonna do uh, the next person i bring in is gonna be a dirtbag they're not gonna be a nice person Mm -hmm. um but also I, i as much as this it pained me in retrospect i i just kicked my ass less than a month ago to do the whole frank sinatra research that was good and I mean, that was that was killer that was way yeah, too that was absolutely. way too much material that was like
1: five scripts worth of shit um so hey whatever i'm taking it easy respect yeah R e s p. bar tell me what oh, you really need of me southern mac and cheese that's yeah. really good yeah. too you know what? You know what
0: kind of respect I need from our audience? Uh, their Patreon respect. Yeah. Go to Patreon dot com slash cast. Give us your money. We'll give you something in return. Promise. And uh, we also have a merch store up now. Yeah. Um That's Teespring dot com slash store slash roast roast dash mortem cast. Yes. Something like that. You'll find to fix that. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll... Uh, You'll see All the right, link I'm on our Twitter.
1: At episode again.
0: Why it always at the end? Here
1: at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's his, his new God bag. Damn it.
0: <laughs> All right. Well. Anyway. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, anyone else want to say shit?
1: You can follow me at Travis Legion with two E's. You can check out Instagram. You can check out Twitter. Check out, dude. Check out Facebook. You can probably, f- if you find my live journal, you win a million.
0: What if I find your fet
1: life? A million what? You want a a million spanks on the behind. Ooh. Ooh. Take take
0: that in your ears.
1: (laughs) All right, night, everyone. Thank you, Shane. Bye, doggies. Thank you, Shane. Shane. (laughs) Shane.